You're listening to Hindu Insights, presented by Hindu University of America. I'm your host, Shilpa Agarwal, fiction author and faculty at HUA. Today, we're going to speak with Dr. Sampadananda Mishra, professor at the Rashtram School of Public Leadership, Rishihood University. Dr. Mishra has spoken at various conferences, seminars, and literary and religious festivals, both nationally and internationally, on Sanskrit, Indian culture, yoga, and education. In addition, Dr. Mishra, as a devotee of Sri Aurobindo and the Mother, teaches on the philosophy and practice of Sri Aurobindo's yoga. Dr. Mishra has received multiple awards, including the Government of India's President's Award in 2011 for his outstanding contribution to Sanskrit. He is currently teaching a three-part series at Hindu University of America on the Renaissance of Sanatana Dharma in the light of Sri Aurobindo. Welcome, Dr. Mishra. Namaskar. Namaste. For having me for this session. Of course. So my first question is, how and uh, at what point in your life did you become introduced to the work of Sri Aurobindo? Okay, so um, it was when I was doing my post-graduation uh, in a university called Utkal University, situated in Bhubaneswar in India. It's the capital city of Odisha, one of the states in India. Mm -hmm. And Utkal University is one of the uh, oldest universities in, in Odisha, a very prestigious university. So I was doing my, my post-graduation in Sanskrit. And it was during that time we had a professor called Professor P.K. Mishra. And he was a devotee of Sri Aurobindo, a long time devotee. And he used to, to uh, conduct every Friday. In fact, today is a Friday. We are talking about it. Oh, wow. <laughs> every, Friday, every Friday, he used to conduct a, a study circle where he used to uh, meditate a little bit and then read a little bit from Sri Aurobindo's Savitri, Sri Aurobindo's Life Divine the book, the mother, and some prayers, some discussions. So three, four of us, he had, uh, you know, like he was very fond of us and we were also very fond of him. And uh, he used to invite three, four of us uh, to his home. Uh, though we didn't get head and tail of what he was talking and what was he <laughs> reading. We had no contact with we were interested more in, you know, like what snacks he used to serve. That's all. <laughs> and then have some time with him. But then he was very insistent that we should launch Europe. And then uh, as a part of our educational tour, he took us to south of India. And Pondicherry was our last spot. So where he uh, made arrangement for all of us to stay for four or five days. And that actually brought a change in, in, in all of us. And especially uh, within, in me, uh, I used to, you know, in those four or five days, we heard a lot of lectures. Uh, there was one professor, M. V. Nadgarniji, he was speaking on Nesism, the Gita. And uh, um, some lecture was there on... Uh, Foundations of Indian Culture. Then I bought some books on Sri Aurobindo's life. So we did meditation in uh, Sri Aurobindo's shrine. Uh, 
it was a very beautiful experience there and then somewhere uh, inwardly there was a prayer that uh, oh god can i come to this place and then you know uh, study here something like that then we were in, taken to pondicherry university where professor kutumba shastri was introduced uh, to all of us and uh, so uh, when my post graduation got over then i wanted to um, pursue my higher degree in phil and i had made application in various universities and pondicherry university was the one to respond first and uh, i got selected to do my mphil there so that one year again i used to come to the ashram and uh, you know do my pranam in the samadhi though i didn't have much contact then after i went back after my mphil then i got a letter from uh, pondicherry that i should come and then settle here and uh, do something in the field of sanskrit and indian culture so first i had little hesitation but uh, then again there was something which told me that i must go so mm. that's how i went and uh, a work was fixed for me that i should take care of the sanskrit and indian culture in the light of sri aurobindo so i then asked them that if i could study sri aurobindo for one year and my interest was in foundations of indian culture secret of the veda upanishads gita that's where i studied and then i found that yorbindo is making more sense to me and he which i had initials yoga practical aspects of life how to pursue yoga in in life and slowly lot of clarity came with regard to his teaching do initially i used to speak everything uh, about sanskrit and its great heritage uh, in the light of sri aurobindo but i never spoke about sri aurobindo's life sri aurobindo's work and uh, specific work his contribution then when i started going deep into through various projects into his essays on the gita secret of the veda upanishads tantra his principles of philosophy of education philosophy of nationalism so it kept always adding and it keeps adding to my understanding so that's how it happened that's beautiful you know you talked about that inner prayer and mm-hmm. then you talked about that inner knowing that you had to do something and i think those are actually aspects that shri aurobindo talks about right just that inner aspiration and then um being in touch with an inner knowing can you tell us a little bit more about those two moments and and how they relate to sri aurobindo's work yeah see in sri aurobindo's work the first thing in pursuing his integral yoga is the aspiration the inner aspiration the inner prayer what inwardly we wish to become we wish to know that is a starting point aspiration and in that aspiration in that prayer there there has to be purity there has to be no selfishness mm. 
there has to be intensity there has to be sincerity there has to be surrender in surrender also there has to be sincerity purity these are the basic things that one has to have and uh, uh, yes so when we talk about prayers as i said like there should not be any selfishness in the prayer i remember once i was returning from chennai and there was another friend of mine who accompanied me who also used to attend my workshops he he's a friend of mine he is junior to me also and he calls me sir also <laughs> so we always have interesting uh, conversation and he has been lecturing profusely on sri aurobindo so uh, when we were returning so he got a call from someone and he he was talking by switching on his uh, loudspeaker so it was audible to me the whole conversation and the, on the other side there was a lady who was talking to him dada you are going to pondicherry so please pray for my daughter she is not she is in a critical situation and uh, so he said yes yes when i go to uh, make the prayer i mean go to pondicherry i'll go to the ashram i'll surely make prayer but more than my prayer your prayer is mm. uh, important so she said no she was constantly saying no dada no your prayer will be more important mm. than my prayer she said uh, no wherever you know like you pray mother is there will listen but that day it was a revelation to me it was a very different understanding i got from the conversation that the lady on the other side said that no you know he she explained to him to my friend he said when you go you make a prayer for my daughter there is no selfishness involved in mm. it but when i am praying there is lot of selfishness because my daughter my daughter i have given birth to it so there is selfishness it so my prayer will not carry that much importance that much intensity when you pray there will be no selfishness and mother will listen to your prayer that was a very different and like this i have met so many devotees so many senior people junior people very dedicated to sri aurobindo and the mother their life story their understanding how they are connected with sri aurobindo always keeps inspiring and in every one of them i see this sincere prayer and aspiration which is the beginning of our journey and then we need to keep uh, that prayer uh, very intensely very sincerely intact throughout the life and it is that uh, what sri aurobindo speaks in his uh, book the mother right in the beginning that there are two forces one is the the, the power the prayer which we send from below and the grace which comes in response to that prayer so the conjunction of both can bring the fulfillment in the yoga practice Beautiful. Thank you, Dr. Mishra. We'll be right back for the second half of this conversation. Thank you. Thank you.